You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Our audience demographic is 98% business owners and executives who listen to learn from the experiences of our guests. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on our show may be the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of the program. We delivered over 30,000 highly targeted sponsor impressions last month. To learn more, contact Rose Chamora at 951 515-4661. All shows can be found on our website, criticalmass4forbusiness.com. All right, let's go to our second guest. As promised before the break here in the studio is Glenn Carlson. Glenn is Senior VP at BB&T Insurance Services of California Incorporated. Glenn, welcome to the show. Hi, Rick. Thanks. It's nice to have you here. Nice to be here. Let's start simply by, why can't you... Just tell the audience a little bit about your background, your professional experience. Wow. How, how far back do you want me to start? I started on a farm bucking hay and milking cows, but that's probably not what you want Yeehaw. to hear, is it? No, that, we got the context. Okay. <laughs> how about the professional stuff? Uh, you know, the- I started in this industry uh, almost 30 years ago uh-huh. working for directly for an insurance company, Wausau Insurance Company, who was later acquired by Liberty Mutual. Um, Three four years doing that, I moved to the brokerage side and uh, have did have been doing that ever since. I started out with a large regional broker. It was a company by the name of Marsh for oh, sure. for quite some sure. time. Yeah, and uh, for the last ten years, I've been with uh, BB and T here in Southern California. So, how does being with a broker and the broker broker experience compare to your earlier experience from your perspective? Well, it's it's a little bit different because working for the insurance company, um, we were actually representing the company itself, being a broker. And on that side, my true allegiance is to the client, to the business owner. Okay. Manuscripting, constructing solutions to meet their needs, and the broker and the company is the broker's first responsibility and duty of care. Okay. So that's why you gravitated that way, it sounds like? It sounds like you, you connect p- passionately to that idea. Uh, absolutely. Uh, the, I, I, could, I could solve more, more problems that way. Okay. I, I could really help the people who needed it. Because okay. let's keep in mind, you know, insurance companies are not philanthropic organizations. They don't take risks and they don't lose money. Okay. So w- I want to partner with those companies, those organizations who were challenged by that and help them really identify where their risks were mm-hmm. and help them protect them more adequately. Boy, there's so many risks in business. You know, our audience are CEOs of middle market firms. We say two to $100 million. That's kind of the targeted demographic that we program for. And there's so many moving parts in the business, whether it's manufacturing service or construction or other, that it's amazing all the risks that you have to account for if you're the leader of the firm. Absolutely. And you're there to help them plan and try to mitigate those risks, right? That's that's our objective, yes, sir. All right, so let's talk about BB&T Insurance Services of California. If you can discuss and maybe highlight the business with focus on, from your perspective, what makes your firm different. Glenn, what I mean by that is why do clients choose you over others who might offer a similar service? That, that's a very good question. Let me To start that, let me give you a quick background on BB&T and who we are. Sure. We are... BB&T is headquartered in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. 
They are a bank on the East Coast. They've been banking and doing insurance since 1872. $184 billion in assets as a financial institution. Okay. So we're in, I think we're top 12 financial institutions in the nation. From the insurance side, we're rated top, ranked top six in the nation. And I believe, I don't want, we're, we're probably one or two in Orange County as far as our size goes. But I, I think what really makes us different and, and unique is our approach when it comes to placing coverage and making sure that the coverages are put together properly for the client. Mm. And, you know, let me expand a little bit on that. What we do is we think it's, we feel it's vital and important to really understand what the operations are uh, of an organization, what the organization does, uh, how they make money, what their goals and objectives are, and, and the flow and the, the flow process they take to accomplish that. Only by understanding that can we really truly manuscript a, a policy or a risk strategy to meet their needs. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how large, when, you know, I have to be honest, when you, when you talk about being uh, on the broker side of the insurance business, I, I didn't conjure up a national company with the footprint that BB&T has. Yeah, a lot of people don't. Okay. And a lot of that is because BB&T is relatively unknown here on the West Coast. We've just expanded here almost 10 years ago. As I mentioned, I was with another firm, and they contacted me and a couple other individuals and asked us to open their West Coast division about 10 years ago. And so west of the Mississippi, basically all we do is insurance here on the West Coast. We don't have hardly any banking operations. We've got a little bit of banking in Colorado. Uh And uh, up in northern California, we do have some, some capital markets that specialize in banking. But other than that... It's purely an insurance and risk management division, and mm-hmm. it's relatively new to the West Coast. Excellent. But yet you're one of the larger now organizations in your space here in Orange County. Absolutely. And, you know, large doesn't necessarily mean better, but what it does give us is the resources necessary to meet the needs of our clients. Mm-hmm. It also gives us the clout in the marketplace to the products we need to do. Right. And, again, you, you mentioned... One of your questions is what we do that makes us different. Yes. And I'd have to say a lot of it is in the marketing and how we approach that. A lot of companies, when they are looking to renew a policy or they're looking to place insurance, a lot of companies will go out to market and they'll place it with, and they'll send it out and submit to mirror which one they want. And a lot of times they'll choose the cheapest coverage. Well, Rick, you know this as well as I do. The cheapest coverage or the cheapest price is not always the best option for you. Right. There's a reason why you would think Correct. It's lower cost. And so what we do that's different, and it's a significantly different approach, and one of the things that makes us successful is we sit down and, like I said earlier, we feel it's important that we understand what our clients do. And only by understanding what they do, what they're trying to accomplish, where their goals and objectives are, Following that, we manuscript a risk strategy, Mm. and then instead of just shotgunning our uh, submissions out to the whole marketplace, we identify the three or four carriers who can do this the most effectively. Okay. And then we will go to these carriers, and we'll make these presentations to them face-to-face, and we will dictate to them what the pricing, what the terms need to be, Okay. as opposed to waiting for 
them to come assess. Not only can we get better programs put in place from a coverage perspective, but more importantly, uh, we, we keep the pricing um, competitive and we prevent gaps from being placed in the policies when we, right. when we do put them together. Plus, it sounds like you're able to provide uh, kind of the best of breed for the kind of coverage that's most critical for your clients. Absolutely. Which is, a, I guess, an inherent advantage of the broker model. Absolutely. Okay, that's great. All right, we're talking with Glenn Carlson, Senior VP at BB&T Insurance Services of California. Glenn, we're going to take our third commercial time out here on Critical Mass Radio Show. When we come back, I'd like to talk about top risk factors that a majority of middle market companies face. Sound good? Great. All right, ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is our final commercial break here on today's program. We'll be right back with Glenn Carlson after these words from our commercial sponsors. There's something uniquely positive about the word up. When things are good, things are looking up. When you want to go fast, you speed up. And when you're really cheering, you stand up. So when you want to move up, what do you do? Well, when it comes to getting your bachelor's degree or master's degree, there's one university that stacks up better than virtually everyone else, and that university is Brandman. Brandman University is ranked by U.S. News & World Report as one of the nation's top ten universities for online bachelor's programs, and it ranked best in the state of California. Brandman also received top honors from U.S. News & World Report for our online graduate programs in business and education. Plus, our programs are available on ground at more than 25 convenient campuses. So to wrap things up, we recommend you look us up at brandman.edu. That's brandman.edu. And find out how to move up like never before. Brandman University. Move up. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. Richard Franzi is a highly sought-after keynote speaker on topics of interest to CEOs of middle firms across North America. Richard's talks include Killing Cats Leads to Rats, a fascinating look at how unintended consequences of CEOs' decisions impact their firm's performance. Your Gray Matter Matters, which explores how a CEO's mindset can differentiate a middle market firm and define its culture. Richard delivers talks to a variety of audiences, ranging from executive team retreats to keynotes in front of hundreds of CEOs. To learn more about his talks, visit criticalmassforbusiness.com and select the contact page or call 949-887-4104. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our show as a podcast. You've downloaded over 11,000 shows during the last 30 days. We here at the program appreciate your continued and growing support. All of our shows can be heard live here on radio station octalkradio.net, broadcasting from their state-of-the-art studios in Costa Mesa, California, in the TechSpace facilities. Also, you can find us at criticalmass4business.com. And if you'd like to learn and listen to the podcast, go to iTunes 
or Stitcher.com. And there are other business-oriented podcasting services that carry our shows as a part of their website. If you have a website and you'd like to have the archives of the radio show and some regularly updated rich media, just get in touch with us, and we'll be happy to help you do that. All right, Glenn Carlson is our guest. He is Senior VP at BB&T Insurance Services of California. We said before the break, I was going to ask you from your vast experience to share a little bit of what the top risk factors that face that a majority of the middle market companies are facing, Glenn. Can you kind of give us a sense for that? Well, I won't use my vast experience. What I'll do is is I'll talk a little bit about a survey that was just taken. And, and there's a couple of these, and I think maybe we'll talk about one of those other ones a little bit later. Okay. But every three years, there's a survey that's done, and it's a global survey, and it focuses on target middle market. Great. And, and middle market's different to everybody. But this one was an interview that was done to CEOs, CFOs, and risk managers of companies between you know, $20 million and $300 million annual revenue. Okay. And the number one I, uh, risk identified by these organizations was economic slowdown and a slow recovery. Hmm. Number two was regulatory and legislative changes. And then it goes on down through there. And when you talk about risk, and again, I'm, I'm an insurance professional. I'm an insurance broker. When I sit down and talk about risk with most business owners, they don't realize that those are some of the items we want to talk about. And those are the items that right. we focus on with a business owner or someone who's run an organization to help identify potential areas that can cause them harm or cause them to lose uh, revenues or revenue source. Okay, but I, I need to, because I, I don't understand, so help me to understand. If the top risk is economic slowdown or a slowing, improving economy, how do you help me with that? That's a great question. The number one task with a good risk strategy program is first and foremost to identify where your risks are. And let me give, let me answer that by giving you an example. I've got a client that we did we went through our risk process with, and this was one of their key indicators that they saw was a big issue. And to give a little background, I'm not going to share names because of confidentiality issues, but this is a company that is in the uh, building industry. Okay. They make products for um, for residential homes and for building. Hmm. And again, they were hit significantly hard in the in the crash that hit the housing market a couple few years back. Right. Well, sitting down with them, they identified and it started to turn around a little bit. But they identified that one of their big issues is what ha- what's going to transpire to their revenues if that happens again, or if you know interest rates go up. If interest rates go up, housing prices and housing starts are going to fall. So how do we do that? We sat down with them and identified another area. They were very interested in that they had ability through their distribution channels to start a completely a, another side business mm-hmm. allowed them diversification in their operations, which to to a large extent will shield them from an ep- economic slowdown in the housing industry. So when you say you understand, you start by understanding the business and the flow. You're really looking at a holistic approach because that one uh, you help them really more as a consultant than a broker for insurance. Absolutely. And that's a good terminology we use out a lot. This is a holistic approach to risk management. Uh-huh. Does it involve insurance? Absolutely. But we look at it from all different areas of risk. In fact, if you look at that survey that I mentioned a few minutes ago, the right. global risk survey, you've got to go down on that top 10 list to probably number seven or eight before you hit an item that's traditionally covered by insurance. Hmm. 
So those are the kind of the areas that we talk to these organizations about. And it's outside the realm and scope of what most people think of as an insurance broker or risk management. But when you think about it, and when you really get down and you talk about risk management, it's what are the issues, what are the circumstances that could impact my organization and either adversely hurt me, mm-hmm. cause me to spend money I don't want to spend or I'm not prepared to spend. Right, or I don't have. Right, or potentially put me out of business. Right. Another one, uh, and, and we kind of put this under the strategic or the operational risk, is the legislative change or political change. Right. There's a lot of that going on right now. There's a company up that makes hot sauce. Right. Yeah, they've been and in the news a lot. They've been in the news. They were actually listed as a public nuisance. Wow. And they're making laws to, to legislate how they manufacture their product. Wow. This is a company that's been operating for many, many years, and now because of a legislative change that's political, it could impact them. Big time. There's a law currently pending in the state of California to outlaw plastic bags in the grocery stores, oh, in targets. Okay. okay. What happens if you're a plastic bags manufacturer? Yeah. There's another company out that makes energy drinks. Right. They're in the process right now in 37 states of outlawing and changing their laws to make it illegal to sell energy drinks to, to minors between the ages of 11 and 16. Well, their target market is young males between the ages of 12 and 18. Yeah. If if legislation is passed in those states, how does it impact their revenues? Yeah, not good. So we talk about that, and we help them understand where their risks are, where some potential exposures are, and what they need to do to adjust it, whether it's adjusting to use the energy drink, adjusting the formulation of products. Again, they're not a current client of mine. I don't want to imply or infer they are, but just as an example, those are some of the issues right. that are going out there that companies need to be aware of. Right, and that, that's, that, that's a perfect reinforcement of what we said earlier, that there's so many risks and complexities in middle market companies that CEOs are well served to sit down and have a thoughtful conversation. Even if they want to be reminded of all these risks, you got to, as a leader, you have to know what they are and you have to be taking strategies to mitigate them. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the dialogue. That's the process. And this goes back to what you said earlier, what makes us different. Right. That's the dialogue. We sit down with the CEOs and the owners and the CFOs and we have these conversations. And we bring up things. And we have discussions about, okay, what's the possibilities and what are the potentials out there that can do your company harm? Right. That's a, They're probably happy after they've gone through it and have some ideas on how to mitigate it, but maybe during the time they might be a little less than satisfied or happy that you're sitting across it the table ask, yeah, asking those questions. Maybe they get mad at you, too. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I'd like to ask you about what are the steps in identifying and ad- addressing risk management factors. Can you can you, you you've given us you've kind of given me some of that already, but is there anything else any other examples of of companies that you've worked for worked with that can be in, informational and instructional for our audience? Well, I think so. And and let's let's usually the categories of risk are usually put into three or four different categories. Okay. We've got strategic risks, and we talked a little bit about some right. of those operational risks, right? what happens there. And let's talk about a, a food recall. There's a, a big food recall of a, of a uh, meat manufacturer. Actually, it's not a meat manufacturer. It's a uh, beef yard up in uh, Northern California that had a beef recall. Wow. Well, because of that, it trickled down and had a product recall of one of their, you know, 
General Foods product, uh-huh. and uh, they had to recall it from the store. Well, this is a, this is an organization that before the recall notice was sent was had a net worth of well over a hundred million dollars. They were just forced to sell pennies on the dollar because of the laws, because of the lawsuits and claims that came out of this beef recall. Hmm. Wow. Let's talk about another in this public knowledge. Okay. Target. I've heard of them. I'm, most people have. What have you heard about them that took place in December time with them? Right. The breach. They had a security breach. Cyber security. Well, they had total insurance coverage for that. They had a large DNO policy. They had a large cyber policy. You combine those two together, they probably had about $150 million in coverage between the DNO and the cyber policy that was in place. That won't be nearly enough to cover wow. this. The true exposure there and the company that is on the hook for this is a small little contractor. It's an HVAC contractor that had a direct billing access through Target Corporate. Oh, they boy. did a lot of work with within the Target stores, fixing their their HVAC, fixing some of the cooler systems. That's where the breach took place. Oh. This HVAC contractor, their systems were compromised, and as the uh, the cyber crooks were in there, they found a portal to Target. Wow, wow! That HVAC contractor is on the hook for this, and has since gone bankrupt because of this. Sure. So, a lot of companies out there may think, you know. I don't have a lot of sensitive information. I'm not a risk to, <laughs> yeah, a, to, to cyber. Right. And, and that's what this little contractor thought also. That's not true. And even if that's the case, I guarantee every organization out there has sensitive information on their employees. Sure. Whether it's a date of birth, whether it's a driver's license number, whether it's a social security number. Right. Sometimes even medical information. If that's compromised, you're a potential risk for stuff like that. So. Wow. Are you getting me nervous just listening to you talk, Glenn? And, and we can go on and on. The, I, the, the I, other think, one is I think I get it. Economic. And, and, and again, we haven't even talked about the hazard risk, like fire, earthquake, earthquake. product. The, that's, those are the items that people usually associate with insurance. Right. And we do a lot of that. But how are you looking at these other areas that so often no one even talks about or even thinks about? It's always good to have people like Glenn Carlson in your life uh, to a certain degree, as, especially uh, around the subjects that we're talking about here. Hopefully, uh, you as CEOs of middle market companies are seeing value in the conversation I'm having with Glenn Carlson, who is Senior Vice President at BB&T Insurance Services of California. Uh, Glenn, we're up against the clock. The time has flown by. If someone out there in the audience says, I'd like to learn more about BB&T and maybe even contact Glenn Carlson, how do you suggest they do that? Well, I can give you my phone number. Sure. Uh, I'm right here local in, well, I say here local, I'm in Southern California. My direct phone number is 714-941-2942. Um, or you can always just send me an email. Uh-huh. And it's G. Carlson, and that's C-A-R-L-S-O-N, at B-B. A N D is in David, T is in Tom. dot com. Ah, so they take the ampersand on the logo and they turn it into the word and for online. Absolutely. All right. Hey, Glenn, thanks for being a friend of the program. I've known you for years. It's great to finally have you on the radio program. And thanks and welcome to the Critical Mass Community. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's my pleasure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope 
from both of the guests today, you, you learned something that maybe can help you to improve your decision-making skills. I mean, certainly that is the case with the conversations that I tried to have with both of our guests today. This show has been brought to you by our advertisers, Brandman University, Commercial Bank of California, Decision Toolbox, Smart Business Magazine, Succession Strategies, and Center Club of Costa Mesa. Our engineer for today is Paul Roberts. Our producer is Crystal Nunley. Guest coordinator, Kathleen Shepard. Social media manager is Asia Celestino. Our live events coordinator is Melissa Padani. And by the way, on Friday, our first final Fridays live from Brandman University happens. That is March 28th at Brandman University. You can find out more information on our website, Critical Mass for Business. I I invite you to attend if you're interested in how crowdfunding can be used as a strategic financing option for middle market companies. Our VP of Sales is Rose Chamora, and I'm your host, Rick Franzi. If you'd like to learn more about Critical Mass for Business, or refer a guest for Critical Mass radio shows, or advertise on Critical Mass radio shows, then visit our website, criticalmass4forbusiness.com. Until the next show, I hope all of your decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi.